Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for the 19th of January. It's Thursday. We're inching closer to Lions, Bucks, Ford Field, and the shit-talking has already begun. I must say, nothing, at least for me, makes a game better than a little shit-talking. One side to the other, the other side responds, and then we have another storyline to talk about. As if the stakes weren't high enough, people. As if they weren't high enough. Now on the TV broadcast, when you watch on Sunday, no doubt they're going to be talking about C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the safety for the Lions, and Baker Mayfield the quarterback for the Bucks. Let me tell you what happened. It's a great story. So a bunch of reporters, apparently, Friday, locker room was kind of filing out. Everybody's getting ready for the game. Everybody's talked to everybody probably multiple times. And there was a group of reporters in the corner talking to C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Now, if you know C.J. G.J., you know he likes to talk smack. Like, that's who he is. Whatever team he's been on, whether it be the Saints or the Eagles or the Lions, talk shit. But he backs it up. And I love it. So here's what C.J. Gardner-Johnson said. And again, this was Friday before the Rams game. So he could not have realized that he was going to play the Bucks. But here we are as we get ready for Bucks lions He was asked, talk about the group of receivers you're going to go against. Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup. Kyrie Williams, the running back, Matthew Stafford, the quarterback. is. I mean, everybody asked everybody about that Rams offense, right? So here's what C.J. Gardner had to say. Quote, this group probably is one of the better groups we've done faced all year. He was talking about the Rams. So this group probably is one of the better groups we've done faced all year besides that Tampa group. He goes on to say, if you give that Tampa group a good quarterback, That's a great group. Evans, Godwin, Gage, that's a great group. I played against them for real. Now, C.J. Gardner-Johnson did not play in the game against Tampa that the Lions won 20-6. Baker Mayfield stunk in that game, okay? But he's played against those receivers before. So on Friday, he says this. 
He says this having no idea he's going to play the Bucks. He probably doesn't think he's going to play the Bucks. He's probably thinking, oh, God, we're going to play Dallas. Or, you know what, we're going to play Philly. We're not going to play the Bucks. And here we are, Bucks Lions Sunday at Ford Field. And it's funny because you know how these things work. This was not a big story. Took a couple days to matriculate out. And then, of course, you know how this works. Baker Mayfield, when he talked to the media yesterday, first day talking after their big Monday night playoff win against Philly, he was asked about it. Hey, did you hear what C.J. Gardner-Johnson had to say about you? He essentially thinks you suck as a quarterback. Let me play you his response, then we'll get into it, okay? Here's Baker Mayfield responding to C.J. Gardner-Johnson before the Rams game thinking Baker ain't very good? Um, I don't think he's really watched film because uh, he mentioned Russell Gage. You know, we love Russell, but Russell hasn't played a snap all year for us. Um, he must be going off the preseason stuff that the media was talking about. But he didn't play our first game, so I'm excited to see him. I think he's a really good player. Um, he has been for a while, and he's been an impactful guy on every team he's been on. So he, he's, uh, he's a good player, but, yeah, he's got to do a little bit more film study. All right, so he got the little dig in because, of course, C.J. Gardner-Johnson talked about Russell Gage, who has not played a single snap all year long. And that's how Baker responded. But he did say that C.J. Gardner-Johnson's a great player and he's looking forward to playing against him. Here's the thing. There's two schools of thought when you're wondering if C.J. Gardner-Johnson should continue to do these kinds of things. Talk a little shit, right? There's the one school of thought where you're like, oh, my God, I'm so worried, right? Oh, my God, Baker Mayfield, the guy's kind of a red ass. He was the first overall pick. He probably fuels himself on disrespect that others provide him. He's had his best season of his career. He just threw over 350 and three touchdowns in a playoff game. First buck ever to do that. Not even Tom Brady did that. So a lot of Lions fans are probably like, no. No, no, this is so nice. This is so great. This is fucking awesome. No, no, don't rock the boat. Don't give them bulletin board material. I'm afraid the biggest opportunity of our life is going to go away. I'm sure there's some Lions fans that think that. Then there's other Lions fans, <clears throat> like myself, that love it. I love it because I'm in the media. But I also love it because the back and forth is always awesome to me. I like storylines, but more than anything, I have great confidence in the Lions. I know they're a different team. They prove it to you every week this season. They proved it to you on Sunday at Ford Field when they beat Stafford and the Rams and cleansed all their demons. It doesn't matter what C.J. Garner-Johnson says or doesn't say because I do believe the Lions are going to beat the Bucks. I think this little tift between C.J. G.J. and Baker Mayfield, and it's not the end. I guarantee it. I'm sure C.J. G.J. might talk today. Maybe he'll talk tomorrow. You know that, dude. He's going to have a response for Baker. But I think this back and forth is all about your confidence. I think it's that simple. The people that are confident in this football team have no problem with shit talking. The people that are not confident, the people that are a little worried, the people that just really don't want to see the run end and think it will because it has in the past, I think those people are the people that are uncomfortable with the back and forth. I personally love it. But I want to hear from you on the comments section. What do you think of the shit talking? Now, 
Again, C.J. Gardner-Johnson did not do it after he realized he was going to play Baker Mayfield. He did it before where he did not realize it. So does it mean a little different? I don't know. He still doesn't think Baker can play. And he made that pretty damn apparent. And Baker said what he said, and we just played it for you. So where are you in the comments section? Do you love the cockiness, the brashness, the arrogance, talking a little shit before the biggest game of our lives? Not C.J. Garner-Johnson's life. He's been to a Super Bowl. But our lives? Or do you hate it? The other school of thought, too, is the secondary hasn't been very good. They've been shredded. Now, they've done a nice enough job against the Rams and against the Vikings and against the Cowboys to keep them out of the end zone. But you got to believe it's going to be another game like we saw the last four games. Godwin, Evans, both really good receivers. They're going to get theirs. Now, I do wonder if the Lions secondary is going to be able to keep that Bucks offense out of the end zone like we've seen against other teams. So how do you feel about the comments? Maybe you don't feel anything. Maybe you're just frothing at the mouth to get this game underway and kicked off at 3 o'clock, Ford Field, Sunday, against the Bucks. Here's the other thing, by the way. I think it's going to be a close game. I know there's a lot of people that are just like, you know what, Lions are going to win by two scores. This is going to be our our moment. We're going to get to the NFC title game. Maybe the Packers upset the Niners. Maybe the NFC title game is going to be at Ford Field in Detroit. Like, yes, there's a lot of confidence. There should be a lot of confidence. Nobody thought the Bucs were going to get to this point. However, if you look at the Bucs over the last seven games, they have the second best defense in all of football. They are holding teams to under two scores. They're holding teams to 14 points or less. Now, some of those teams that they played suck. Carolina, they played twice. The Panthers are god-awful, correct? So, like, whatever they did against them, you're not going to be impressed. However, they did go in December into Lambeau and beat the Packers 34-20. That's a Packer team that a lot of people think pretty highly of. The following week, they beat the Jags 30-12. So they can D up. The Bucks can stop the run as well. Go back to the game. It was week four in Tampa Bay. Jameer Gibbs was injured. David Montgomery got injured during the game. Craig Reynolds was forced to be used. Lions had like 40 yards rushing. Ben Johnson said, nope, we're not going to be able to run the football. We're going to pass. And Goff went off. 350 in the air, 160 of it or so to Amon Ross St. Brown. So the Lions definitely can win that way. But the Bucs can stop the run. The Bucs also can get to the quarterback. The Bucs are blitz happy. And you do know that Baker, comments or no comments by CJ GJ, he's having the best year of his life. He's going to be motivated. And you know he's going to hit both Godwin and Evans for some pretty big gainers. Both those receivers, by the way, have a 1,000 receiving yards or more. So I do think it's going to be a tougher game than most people think. And that might mean that the comments by C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Baker Mayfield maybe make you a little more uncomfortable than you normally would be. We all know what's on the line. Nobody can fathom blowing this opportunity. If you don't win this game, and I think the Lions win, I do, but we're going to look at this game like we look at the Tigers pitching staff when they couldn't win a World Series. I mean, you're looking at Cy Young after Cy Young, David Price, Justin Verlander, Matt Scherzer, Anibal Sanchez, Rick Porcello, and they could not win a World Series. Lions lose to the Bucs. 
five, seven years from now, we're going to be talking, remember when the Lions could not beat Baker Mayfield and we couldn't go to the NFC title game and the Bucks did and they lost to the Niners by 21 points, right? So you got to win the football game. I do think they're going to win the football game, but I do wonder what you think of the comments from either side. Do you wish a guy like Garner Johnson would just not speak, not taunt, not heckle, not talk shit? Or do you like it? That's who he is. The other thing, too, by the way, in this whole back and forth, I do think comments like that fires up his secondary. Now, again, he said it on Friday. So he didn't say it knowing that he was going to face Baker Mayfield. However, I do think when you say something like that, all it does is solidifies your group. And he's their leader. He says it. I think Ify Melon Fonwu and Cam Sutton, everybody else in that secondary, they follow suit. I like the comments. I like the back and forth. Let me know what you think. Comment section. Here's the other thing. I got to get to this too. So the booming of Matthew Stafford, it never goes away. We had Kelly bitch about it for two straight days. She finally admitted that her kids were not booed. She was booed, which I don't even believe. I think Matthew was booed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. But the booing, you all did the right thing. You booed Stafford. You booed him because you love golf. Goff's the guy that can win you a playoff game. Stafford was already gone. Nothing personal. It was simply business. And obviously it affected him. He's talking about it. His wife's talking about it. And so is Darius Slay, the former Lions cornerback who plays for Philly. Yesterday, there was a locker room cleanout because the Eagles are gone. And he was asked about the Lions advancing in the playoffs. Darius Slay, who I love, great talker, great corner, pissed me off that Matt Patricia traded him away. Ironic that they're back together. I was a big Darius guy, but Darius Slay is not happy with you. He's not happy with you. Take a listen. I'm so happy for the Lions, man. Uh, you know, I'm glad what they're doing is going up crazy over there, playing good, playing great football. Uh, sorry for it, man. I see they deserve that, man. But uh, I heard they booed Stafford. That's the only thing I don't like. That. That's kind of bad right there. I ain't going to lie, Detroit, man. I know y'all playing him in the playoffs and y'all want to win. Y'all could have gave him a little standing ovation for 30 seconds. Just acknowledge that what he did for that, that organization for 12 years. and uh, But to do that and boo him and his kids and all that kind of stuff, I ain't going to lie. If I was Stafford, they probably, I probably wouldn't have stepped back over there no more. You know, uh, yeah, that's bad business. Uh, I, I, they should have kind of like, yeah, fixed that. They should have did that. That was terrible with Detroit, man. We got to be better than that. They got to be better than that, you know. Because uh, they some good fan bases as well. But, yeah, they can't do that to Stafford. Because I, I can't uh, – even though they was losing, because now they was losing. When I came there, they gave me a little standing ovation when I came there. And uh, I did a lot for the city as well, but shit, not close to staff. So I expected him at least. I know they was losing when I came there at that time, but 
now that they win, they want to get up and get like that on that man. <laughs> and he the one brought y'all back a little bit from 0 and 16, and he all this type of all that. He's a tough dude too. Yeah, now he yeah. like he take a lot of hits and came back and broken ribs, winning games for him, and all that kind of crazy shit. And to do staff like that, that's kind of bad. And I don't like that. You know, yeah, Detroit man. I don't know. You know, I might probably lose some fan base over there, but it's all right. But for my dog staff, that's kind of bad. Though, Did man. they go to the the title game? Do you think? Uh, I want them to go for the city, you know, for the city. Really not for the city. I'm lying. For the players. I lied. The players being amazing. <laughs> I lied. For the players. <laughs> for them players doing an amazing job. I love what they're doing. I love what the coaches over there doing, man. Uh, they're believing in them, you know, believing in the coaching staff over there. So uh, I love what the players I love for the players to get the uh, all right, so that's Darius Slay. Here's a couple things. First of all, why can't anybody understand Detroit's point of view? Again, I was a big Darius guy. I still am. But he doesn't like Detroit because you booed Matthew Stafford. The only reason Matthew Stafford was booed was because it was a playoff game. I don't think anybody set out on Sunday to boo Stafford. I think they booed Stafford because they wanted to prop up Jared Goff. You got to boo one while you're chanting the other man's name. Goff is the guy right now. He's the guy that won the playoff game. And you know what? Detroit was going to do their part to make sure that they didn't let their quarterback down. Darius, why the hell would you give Stafford a standing ovation? Why? And he makes a good point. Stafford helping digging them out of 0-16. That's totally fair. But why would you give him a standing ovation? It is our time. It's the biggest moment in our football watching lives. A lot of people weren't around in 92 the last time they won a playoff game. The feelings of Matt Stafford don't fucking mean anything to me or Detroit fans. When they come back next year, do whatever you want. Give them a tribute video. Give them hugs and kisses. Say, Matthew, great job. But you're trying to win a playoff game. Who cares that you booed him? I've never seen anything like it. Everybody's so offended by booing Matthew Stafford. It just goes to show I've been right this entire time. That dude gets so much defense. Everybody goes to bat for Matthew. Everybody. Kelly and now Darius Slay. And then at the very end, did you hear him? He sided with Matthew. Because one reporter said, how far do you think they're going to go? Do you think they're going to go to the NFC title game? And Darius said, yeah, 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 I'm happy for the city. Then he quickly changed his mind. Said, no, I'm happy for the players. That's exactly what Matthew said after the game on Sunday. It's crazy. I've never seen anything like it, which means I'm so proud of Detroit. I'm so proud of Lions fans. Everybody is butthurt about the fact that you booed a quarterback that was here for 12 years and never won anything. He didn't do anything. He didn't win anything anything what did he do take the same situation 12 year guy go back to a different team doesn't win anything did they boo him did they cheer him no wow so first it was kelly and by the way darius said that the fan base booed kelly and matthew's kids kelly already said that never happened we played that for you yesterday i thought we could get away from the stafford shit i really did apparently not it's unbelievable. It really is. So who's next? It was Kelly. Now it's Darius Slay. 
What other former Lion is going to be mad at Detroit because you had the audacity to boo Matthew Stafford? Oh, my goodness. What am I missing? What am I missing here? What did Matthew do that he did not deserve to get booed? Like, what did this man do in this city? And I know he was charitable. Thank you. But nobody cares about that stuff. You know what people care about? They care about, for the first time in their football-watching lives, to be relevant and to have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. That's why Detroit's great. They understood what was at stake on Sunday. They knew they had to beat the guy that was here for 12 years, that they loved, by the way, so they acted accordingly. And you know what? I don't agree with Darius Slay. I don't agree with Kelly Stafford. I think you guys did a great job. Great job. The other thing, too, by the way, is, and we said this, too, you supported Stafford for such a long time. All you did was defend him, stick up for him, treated him like gold. So forget his comments from the other day. I don't even care about him anymore. It is what it is. But now Darius looks down on Detroit because you booed him. What am I missing? I have to be missing something. Why is Matthew Stafford a guy that never won anything, the one guy that is unbooable. It's a sin to boo him. Tell me, what am I missing? Please. That's all I got for you. Let's go to the comments. How about this one? Lose the red. Looks like you're speaking from Hades. Love your show, though. It's from Ryan Featherly, 6722. Yeah, sometimes I have that red backdrop behind me. It all depends on where I can do the podcast. What else we got? <clears throat> Twins, 111105. Says, Rieger, you're pure evil. I fucking love it. Why am I evil? What the heck? Twins, 11105 says, wait a minute, Rieger. The Philly fans would most definitely boo children. Maybe. Maybe. How about this one? I don't know what to think of this comment. It's from Pa6491. Says, Rieger is both hilarious, thank you, and an idiot. Not an easy feat, but I keep coming back. Oh, thank you, P.A. Pa, appreciate that. Jeff, you ought to be ashamed of yourself booing Stafford. How many hundreds of school lunches, feedings, and tuitions of kids in Detroit did you pay for like Stafford? How many games was your body broken and still went back on the field to play? How many fourth quarter comebacks did you do for Detroit? The guy stayed when he could have left after his contract, when he had a horrible management for years. This guy paid his own money, set up a foundation in Detroit, and helped a ton of people in the community. And instead of just saying nothing, people behave like morons and incompetent douchebags, booing him. He never spoke back about the team buffoonery had an absolutely no legitimate reason to be booed period guys this is unbelievable and maybe this is what Darius Slay is thinking too we're all thankful and grateful that the Staffords were charitable people thank you but all sports fans care about and judge their athletes on is winning he never did that and the only reason he was booed is because you had to cheer Jared Goff my god God, people are so sensitive. It's sports. I'll boo you. Boo! Are you offended? And then I always like it when I can get people to argue in the comment section. Rich Diana 3663 says, we gave Stafford tens of millions. He gave us a below average team. Then there were some responses. At Jam City says, that's bullcrap lies and incompetence. 
He's one among 11 on the field. Didn't have help many years and drafted no one. And the NFL screwed the Lions out of many wins for years, especially the away games at Dallas games for years where the Lions could have won a championship probably. So there you go. Never stops. I didn't realize playing Matthew Stafford, beating Matthew Stafford, would produce days upon days of people talking about him getting booed. But here we are. All right, guys, that's the daily ticket. I got to go do a Red Wings intermission. We'll see you tomorrow on a Friday. We'll talk all about Bucks and Lions and who wins this football game and why. It's been fun. See ya.